0: Hello, everybody. Hello. Here today is our very first debut of Disco Biscuits for the
1: People. Welcome, welcome all.
0: Yes, I am Clarice. And I am Cheryl. And And we will be your hosts. We're here to host you. Yes, that's exactly right. That's perfect.
1: Yes, we're here to host and... And to guide, and to also be Sherpas of yours along the way. You can carry us with you, and we will carry
0: you with with us. us. Exactly, Cheryl. All right, so we thought we'd go over, you know, I bet you guys are wondering what is a disco biscuit? biscuit. Very good. Well a disco biscuit
1: now how do we explain a disco biscuit Cheryl well I'll tell you Clarice the best way to explain it is a little bit of information our mm-hmm. disco biscuits are little tidbits, tidbits of pieces that you can carry with you throughout the day pieces that you can carry throughout your week your month and you can bring to your family your friends and to transpose and to transluminate this experience on earth that was
0: beautifully said thank you, thank you. we love a good disco biscuit Yes, so I guess we'll start you off easy here. Um, We're going to give you two disco biscuits today. Oh, two Two disco disco biscuits. biscuits. And now these disco biscuits are meant, you know... To disperse throughout our podcast, we'll give you more and more Disco Biscuits as we go along, but they're meant to really stick in your mind. They're the little piece of information, if you take anything from our podcast, you take those Disco Biscuits and you imply them into your life, your day to day. These are important messages um, that we need to go over. And I, w- I would like to bring up this conversation that Cheryl and I were having the other day about about children about mm. our inner children and mm. the idea of society sort of
1: tramping um these silly little things we do as children yes yes it's absolutely absurd you know uh, children are so beautiful and so free and and so lovely and what what happens throughout time is—is is I mean, it's inevitable in some circumstances that parents will will shut those senses and those pieces of the child off and morph them into their own character, the own being they want them to be. And as Clarice and I were talking the other day, it's it's very very challenging because I you know neither one of us are parents, but we can only attest to you're not how, a parent. I'm not a parent. Oh, are you a parent? I I, I am. What? Well, I... oh, I mean, I'm a parent to a lizard and you're parent to a dog. Oh. We've never been parents to children, I Clarice. I suppose it's different. It's a little bit different. A little bit. Just a little bit. So, um, so yes, we, we're not parents to children per se. We're parents to our own forms of children. But human children are probably a little bit of different a different Different avatars story.
0: we're dealing with here. It, very
1: much so. Like different if, we're, Sims. if we're talking about
0: Sims, it's not the animal pack. The pet's inclusive. Y- yes, it's it's the pack before that. You, you we haven't bought expensive pack. You know they the do the world They have yeah. the they have the child and and we're
1: talking about that kind of child. That kind of child, oh, like my, the yes. human Sims child, it's human avatar, human avatar. So so anyways, you know, so we we can't quite attest to what that is like, but it has to be really challenging, uh, raising a child and teaching them all the right values and morals, but yet also not hindering their creativity and their expression.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's just funny. We were thinking about all these rules that you are sort of hampered out of. Something we like to
1: call silly rules. Rules? Silly
0: rules. That's beautiful. Yes. Silly rules. Rules that... Are technically against the social norm, but things that we did as children that were perfectly acceptable. Why can't we do them now? Why can't we do them
1: now? And What are manners? I mean, what are manners? What the so, the number one silly rule that we like to talk about today is fucking manners. Yeah. And I guess we can't even say fucking in front of manners because that's not manners.
0: I don't know, can we say fuck? Fuck? Oh, anyway, <laughs> fucking manners, right? Um, we're just like, when you're kids, you, you are steadily taught these manners on, oh, the, the fork, the fork needs to be on the left, the knife needs to be on the right, you have to pass the salt and shake it twice over the shoulder,
1: and then all spills these- spills and all these crazy oh, things. So and, 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 and take the napkin off your, off your plate and put it on your lap. Which, you know what is pretty funny? Clarice, I uh, me, now Cheryl. now that I'm thinking about putting the napkin on your lap, I do remember one particular time that we had a meal together. We went out for some Thai food, I believe. Oh, it was far. It was far. It was far. We both sat down, and and then when we got served our far, both of us looked at each other and and thought, do we have any napkins? And we both and we looked pho pho down, down. and we had already put them on our
0: laps. Like it's become second nature for humans to do all these like when you think about it so strange like so strange that we have to keep our fork on the left like why does that matter why does that matter and as children you know you want to play with your food you want to touch it and that's a big like family sin you know mm, totally, it's like totally. don't touch your food Gerald you need to use your silverware
1: yeah what even is silverware is it even yeah, made what? out of silver anymore no like they have plastic
0: silverware isn't that even oh, silver?
1: and that's so terrible for the economy i know but, well no it's good for the economy it's bad for mother it's bad for mother it's earth bad for mother earth but you know what else i was th- in in regards to the playing with your food the one that this is an absolute silly rule that i think is that when you tell a child you must finish your food
0: oh yeah oh we are oh. we are literally creating Eating disorders. It's not listening to your body anymore. It's mom made a meal and she's going to be offended if I don't finish it. Yes. And really, it has nothing to do with that. You know, if a child is full, it's important to listen to that. You could always put food in Tupperware
1: and save it. And it's like, why, what? Like, why do we you do know, that? You I, know, I understand it from the perspective of the child is like, you know, they're not eating any of the food that they want. We need to take a moment right now because uh, Clarissa's child, dog child. We're talking about Sim's pets inclusive packet here. Is being a little bit of a dingleberry. He's
0: digging to China on my bed. I mean, <laughs> Like, absolutely. why are you even
1: going, Oakley?
0: Oakley. Hey, sir. I would like to remind you that this is a human bed and not the ground. Please stop burrowing.
1: Okay, back to anyway, the Anyway, sorry about that little interlude. We
0: can't stop! We can't stop! You won't stop! Can't stop, won't stop! Anywho, in the wise words of Miley Cyrus, we can't stop.
1: We can stop. We can't stop. Uh, so you know, I, I understand it from the perspective of if the child has not eaten any of the food and is begging for some kind of dessert, and and you know you want the child to eat healthy. but I understand yes. it if you tell your your child you need to eat. If X you have room amount. for a dessert, you have room for the broccoli right, on your plate. Exactly, exactly. But the fact that we need to tell the child to finish the plate, like Clarice was saying it's inhibiting their own response it's inhibiting them listening to their bodies and that is something that happens a lot as we get older if you all haven't noticed this disco biscuit you know it we get shut off from our reptilian and our limbic brain. And our limbic is our feeling and our emotion. Our reptilian is our primitive side, And we get forced into this cortex, this frontal cortex, and this upper part of your brain that gets developed later and, and includes your logic and your cognitive Which is your thinking. thoughts,
0: which aren't even real feelings. They are our perception and storyline of what we're actually feeling. Right. And delving into that, like sorry for the real science here, but, you know, you have this little almond-shaped thing in your brain called an amygdala, which controls your emotions and emotional regulation, fear responses, and that is what we hamper in our children. We basically tell them that feeling is not okay, expressing is not okay, listening to their bodies is not okay, and it's it's creating the cyclical... Um, circle in this world that contributes... Yes, yes.
1: A cyclical circle. A cycl...
0: <laughs> Say it again. A, a cyclical, cyclical circle. circle. A exactly. cyclical circle. A circle that's cyclical in this world. Like... It's, it's all in society, written in society now, that your child can't have a temper tantrum in the grocery store. I mean, we were just talking about how your child is screaming and throwing the beans on the grocery store. Uh, and you, chucking the chickens and yes, flipping the and, flowers. And nowadays, parents will, you know, take the kid and say, stop that, this is not okay, I'm going to, like either punish them or they're like I'll give you ice cream if you stop I'll give you all the chocolate you want if you stop Mm. rather than letting the child express letting them get it out emotional regulate and then going up to the child and saying hey can you tell me about what you were feeling and why you had that response and Mm. can we talk about a different way to go about expressing our emotions
1: next time that isn't so destructive Exactly, exactly, and that's, that's like you said, it's really teaching emotional regulation because something that happens as we get older is we shut off the ability to regulate our emotions, and emotions should never trump, but they should definitely be listened to and understood, maybe not understood with a conscious mind, but given the appreciation and the space that they need, and, and then as the individual, you can choose how you like to respond to that emotion, and then that comes back to the emotional regulation because if we're not teaching the children how to regulate their emotions this is where we get so much fear and anger and resentment and shame and guilt
0: I completely agree Cheryl it's it's just unfortunate and going back to the more light-hearted side of things is just like why can't children be children and then continue having childlike you know, fascinations and imaginations into adulthood. Very much so. Imaginary friends, we think of adults having imaginary friends as schizophrenics. Exactly. Now, what would to happen if you had, you know, Gerald has little Billy Boy, his imaginary friend, and he doesn't get shamed for it. He grows up and Billy Boy is now his way of coping with you know emotions and stuff but in a healthy way exactly you know? he exactly. has imagination he's able to he look in creativity. the world in a you know a fantasy
1: look out in the world and see these wonderful playful things mm. and it's so beautiful and then you know him and what was his name Billy, Billy Boy Billy Boy, Billy Boy. Billy Boy. him and Billy Boy can go on adventures as they get older and, and we can learn we can learn to be happy with ourselves and with our and creativity and our minds and to not be scared yeah that's very true and and and, you know, kind of, kind of interluding with uh, that's probably not the proper word for it, but you know, circling, interluding, interlude. cyclical, cycle, Cy- bringing back the cyclical circle. We're to this. obviously <laughs> professionals, um, clearly very intelligent, um, but bringing it back to uh, when when a child is going to bed and, and they ask you to look under the bed and in the closet and say, "Hey, can you look at, to see if there's any any um, ghosts, or any any monsters in there? Because I think there's monsters." we shouldn't as adults tell them no there are not any monsters and not any ghosts because there are a lot of monsters and a lot of ghosts on this planet. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, maybe... We're not preparing them for the reality. And, and maybe you don't believe in ghosts, but there are certainly monsters, meaning monstrous people or monstrous beings or monstrous energies, whatever resonates most with you. They all exist. And, and teaching the children, like, yes, I will be your comfort blanket as your parent. I will look and check out for you and not to disregard those feelings and emotions that they might have.
0: And, you know, you could look under the bed and be like, oh, Gerald, I hate to tell you, but Frederick the monster may be under your bed, but you know what? He's, he's a friendly monster. He's a friendly monster. monster. <laughs> Let's say it again. <laughs> he's Fred- not gonna hurt monster. <laughs> oh, he's a friendly monster, yes. Exactly, precisely. Um, on the count of three. One, two, two three. He's, he's not a nice hurt monster. You. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Cheryl, oh,
1: you dirty what? wanker. <laughs> Bullocks. <laughs> anyway. Fucking bollocks. So I think we've really hammered out that little disco biscuit for today. So Yeah, just us,
0: like, and what we encourage you to do moving forward with this disco biscuit is create your own silly rules. Bring back those childhood rules that, like, you don't realize that we're taught not to do, but we were. Like, mm. even,
1: like, I feel like stuffed animals...
0: Are getting a little weird now. Oh
1: my gosh, like, Clarice. I own millions of them I know, and I still sleep with them. I to get rid of them at a certain age. What the fuck is that about? I was told to get, like, my parents
0: yeah. took my stuffed animals and gave them to Goodwill because <gasps> they were like, you're too
1: old. Oh my gosh, I would have
0: had a heart attack. And I had to, like, cry and, and grieve my stuffed animals. Oh my gosh. But, like, what's the harm in me having a stuffed animal now?
1: Uh, and there is no harm. You know, what I used to do as little kids with my stuffed animals any anytime that they had a little hole in them I would I would suture them up. That's and, and for everybody who would like to know, is, a, little a little, give him a little sooch, give him a couple of <laughs> stitches over there. Um, I, I am becoming a physician assistant, and so I, I, I feel that there are so many ways in which I was able to express myself through caring for those animals when I was younger. And they were just my stuffed animals, but it teaches I would... responsibility nonetheless. Yeah. Right? It totally does, and it teaches me. Uh, I was, I was caring for them, and I would, I would, you know, pet them and make sure that they were in a comfortable state of mind. I would say this is all going to be just a moment and I would suit them up and I would feel so proud of them, you know, feeling good looking good and not losing any of the stuffing. Exactly. Like it's healthy regulation,
0: healthy childhood, it shouldn't be hampered no matter what. Yeah. Summed up, we need to all as a collective bring out our inner In child. child. Yeah, on the same page, Flurry. Yes.
1: So what, that's what we're encouraging you to do today is bring out that inner child. And also what we would like you to do is uh, if you think about any kind of silly rules, uh, we would love to hear from you. So please uh, write them in. Drop them know. in the message board, send them in the medias, put them in the MySpaces, whatever. Hotmail. On the Hotmail, um, you know, on the whatever. Yahoo media, what, what, and whatever platform uh, exists for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Share them with the people you love. Share them with the people. Disco biscuits, biscuits for, for the, people. the people. That's exactly right. We're people are bringing it all together. together. And uh, I, I, sh- I think we should move on I think that's right, yes. Disco, Disco Biscuit, biscuit number, number two. I agree. Which is... Reconnecting re- connecting in nature. <laughs> very good. Very good. Reconnecting in nature. Uh, which, you know, in a broader sense... Just reconnecting with the earth, and and I know we
1: sound a woo woo, but this is an important topic. It's a very important, and you and like Clarice said, you're like, oh, these bitches are crazy, but you know what? We we do have some good pieces, and and whatever works for you, you may take along with you. Whatever doesn't, you can throw to the let wayside. Let it go. Just let you it know? go. Let it go, as Idina Menzel once said. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Yes, exactly. And uh, we, w- we want to talk about
0: ways to sort of reconnect with the ground and the earth and the beauties around us because as uh, Cheryl and I were talking about is that the more advanced technology gets, the more disconnected we get from our world mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. connections mm-hmm. with people, like face-to-face connections. Yes. I mean, who... Yes these days, goes up to people and is, and and is like... And just strikes up a conversation. Yeah. You know, it's it's very hard. And especially... It's a quick text of like, hey, how are you? Why don't you go to the house, you know, knock, knock on, on the door. door and say, hey, Billy Bob, I was, you know, walking by in the neighborhood and I...
1: I thought I'd drop by and to say know hello. How and this is this is something, you know, I hate to bring it up, but it is particularly difficult in these times that we're in now due to yes. this pandemic. And so we're forced to connect even more over Zoom or other media. It's only reinforcing these technologies. It really is, but you know what? I still have been seeing like little, little pieces, little nuggets of, of good hope out there, you know? When, almost when, like a little disco biscuit almost of like hope. a little disco biscuit of hope. Like I love when it's like a 90 year old woman's birthday and then everyone decides do a drive-by so they all get in the cars and they drive by the nine-year-old woman's uh. house and they're like happy birthday florence and they yes. all celebrate and florence is out there sitting with her little walker and she's you know saying thank you hallelujah praise jesus for my praise day of the birth. lord oh lord that's oh, Lord." oh oakley like that one yes he cool. loves the lord so um, yeah. So, anyways, you know, we, we find the more that we connect with our phones, the more we disconnect from each other. Really. So, um, kind That's of to say that like technologies do bring some pros. People together. Totally. They definitely do. There's there's so many pros, so many cons, and and the key here is balance. 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 Exactly. I'm on the Someone's same balance. page. I Shall love we say it together? It. Balance. balance. Oh, Beautiful. We got it. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> and you know. I think it's really amazing. I was telling Clarice that, you know, I love to. Um... I have to play these little experiments with myself and i like to go out and when i'm in line for something and and clarice was talking about when she's hiking or when she's out and about doing you know picking up the biscuits and and doing the little things grabbing she's those doing,
0: biscuits and gravy
1: to really to really look around at the world and really to appreciate the people and the things around you put down the phone take out the the pods the the pods in the air what are the the air the, the the pods the pear pods the pair pods the pair take yeah, well, those things I mean, out of your ears you know it's so funny when i see people like walking around and like the outside in nature and they're like plugged into right? the like music the amount of people on like i walk
0: on hikes almost every day and i see people with headphones like listening to music they're walking in nature and they must be listening to something or doing which something
1: which is crazy because like if you were to take those out and actually listen there is music all around you Oh yeah like there's birds like just the sound of your feet hitting
0: the gravel or the snow oh, whatever it and may just be It's, like the most wonderful sound like mm. when else are you going to get that like it's not like you plug in your headphones when you're about to study and it's like gravel sounds of you walking on the ground like it, is good it would be absurd it, it would, would be pretty, pretty crazy weird. i mean i
1: know some people listen to like whale sounds or like ocean when when but they're sleeping like, but like hiking gravel sounds you no. try and find that on spotify i mean good disco luck. biscuits is more common exactly and this Come is on. episode one like, <laughs> it's just insane It's insane and you know um another way we like we like to practice this and we were uh, speaking to earlier is is ground down and especially when Ground it's warm down, out, I like that. Ground down, take the shoes off, take the socks off and feel the Mother Earth beneath your feet. It's incredible. Like, how many
0: grown adults, like let's say in the 60s, are taking off their shoes and feeling
1: the grass beneath their feet? Totally. And, like and I never. can't speak to all of it because I, I don't know all, all of the pieces, but there is so much beautiful science behind it. Oh, yeah. About that actual connection and rooting and the energy transfer between the ground and your feet and how it can realign and reconnect your body and it's absolutely beautiful. And even more beautiful is that Clarice was doing it. it the other day in the middle of December.
0: Oh yeah, I I, I dead ass was walking down the street and I was like <sighs> bollocks. Like, fucking bullocks bullocks Cheryl like my feet are just all warm in my shoes and like it's uncomfortable and I took I took those baddies straight off I literally took my boots off I was walking in the middle of December on the ground with my bare feet and like given it was for like 5 minutes before my feet got fucking freezing but <laughs> like it felt amazing that was so like good. there's something about feeling the ground you're walking on that connects your mind to your brain like it sounds different but your your mind is something and your brain is like it's something different your brain is like part of your body so sort of mm. your brain and your body are one and your mind is something totally different like your consciousness and walking on the ground i must say it sort of connects the mind and the brain slash body together like you have this awareness that completely clears your mind where you're like this i'm like i'm walking on ground i can feel everything i can feel every blade of
1: grass i can feel every rock i'm stepping on it's amazing it's amazing it's it's truly beautiful and and something wonderful about that is that you can you can appreciate that anywhere you are and and you know Clarice is very very fortunate right now living in in boulder colorado in her backyards the flat irons and so she is able to go on these these hikes and and they're gorgeous and i've been having a wonderful time visiting here but you know what even when i return to ohio i will be able to find my little disco biscuits of nature little tip of nature exactly Find it where i can and even if it's in a little park like i live by this little park and it was it was really cute they had you know um a bunch of different play sets and, and people um, playing disc golf and there was a nice big hill and i would just go walk around there every day lots of people are walking around different types of families and kids and, and lacing in, I'll, I'll just go biscuit number one today. Sometimes I'll just go to the park and swing on the swing. Exactly. And like, it was so lovely. It doesn't matter
0: you're a grown-ass adult. Like, go swing on the swing. Go play groundies with yourself on the playground. Exactly. And, like, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, I will say I'm absolutely blessed to live near the mountains. It's incredible. But, like, I also live uh, most of the year in Southern California in a place that is surrounded by concrete and Trump flags like it's not cute but (laughs) there are places that I go you know as same as as you Cheryl like little parks or you know taking that drive to the beach or just walking on the sidewalk or your backyard barefoot like people put on shoes to go in their backyard like I have grass that's perfectly splendid that I can walk on I never understood that I I never understood that like just take your socks off just take the socks off. I literally, I don't even like socks. They feel like, you know, they're hampering my feet. They're trapping them. Oh my God, Cheryl is wearing socks. Oh, shirt. Short <laughs> Oh, my God, Cheryl. I can't believe you're wearing fucking socks. I
1: kind of like them sometimes. They feel nice on my feet, and they kind of keep them warm. But, but you know, when I do go outside, I'm going to take them off, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, at, le- at least you are, you know, one of the outliers. You have them on inside and, and an off, off outside. outside. Look at I, that. I mean, like, I, I usually I wear them only when I'm wearing shoes, but I... I love walking around in my backyard barefoot. I mean... It's so wonderful. I'll take my dog out at, like, midnight just to, you know, take a whiz in the yard, a little tinkle. You're taking a whiz in the yard no, at midnight? No, no. my What child. are you doing taking a whiz in the yard my at midnight, Clarice? Oh, 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 Taking him out in the yard for a little tinkle at, because, you know, midnight right before I go to bed, and it's, it's fucking freezing. I'm not wearing a jacket, and I'm touching the ground with my bare feet mm. and it's still amazing even it's though it's wonderful. cold you know because he, he doesn't he, he does like a little two-second whiz here so like exactly. two seconds i'm feeling the cold cold hard ground and cold that, hard ground. i'm loving that cold and it feels wonderful. wonderful
1: wonderful it feels cold hard good.
0: ground it's wonderful oh beautiful Absolutely.
1: Well, i think that i think that pretty much sums up uh you know we can we can attest to that a little bit later but i think uh, i think that gives a good bridge and, and good start to the nature conversation and to our disco biscuit number yes, two. Yes, and, and those those were your disco biscuits for today. So and disco biscuit number one, we, we discussed about bringing out your inner child
0: and just erasing b- manners. You know, don't don't tell anyone we're telling you that. But like, it's important to have your silly rules. Have your silly
1: rules. Send, your silly send us your silly rules. rules. And disco biscuit number two today was reconnecting with mother, with the mother earth.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm getting those bare feet out looking up outside instead of at your phone no matter where you are even if you're waiting you know in line as Cheryl said you're Hanging you're just actively in line. Like what happened to just people waiting in line? Just waiting exactly. in line, just Please. talking
1: to whoever. And so I hope that you all carry these biscuits with you for the rest of today, the rest of your week. Um we will hopefully and the rest of your lives. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautifully said. Thank you. And on that note, uh, this was Disco Biscuits for the people.